location. Now number one for podcasting. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, ask about Miller & Condon's Barbastew. All your barbecue favorites, chili style. Just 1063 at all Jethro's locations. The PSAs you hear on Miller & Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller & Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Friday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours as KXNO gets back to local programming right up until noon, then an hour break, and then right through the afternoon with Murph and Andy and the Fanatics. Uh, the BMW of Des Moines guest list, the bottom of the hour, will head to Buffalo. Tom Cakert, I assume, is still there, but I'm also assuming, like uh, many of the Iowa media and uh, Iowa fans that have made their way to Buffalo scrambling to change plane tickets and hoping that there's not that exorbitant change fee to do so. Um, so uh, we will talk to Tom Cakert at 10.30. At 11.05, off to Vegas, we shall go with uh, our buddy Mike Palm from Circus Sports. He is the VP of Ops. Joined us on our television show early in the week we passed this on that he was fading the, the mountain west conference and that was a wise move is that the tournament has not gone well for them but mike palm will join us from circa at 11.05 and then dave sproul will set up tonight's uh lsu iowa state game and take a look at the iowa state women as they get set to roll uh in their tournament are they nine o'clock tonight or tomorrow they're nine o'clock one whenever they play either tonight or tomorrow iowa plays today mm-hmm. three the women so it must be Iowa State. No, they got to play today. Well, I don't know. I guess it's got to be tonight at 9. Anyways, uh, we will get Dave Sproul. We'll find out from him, if not before, the 411 on that. 9 o'clock tonight. 9 o'clock tonight. At, uh, Twister Sisters. For, and, and uh, of course, I'm sure there's a few tickets. With the time, I'm assuming that there are a few tickets to be had at Hilton. Not the case at Carver. They've got a primetime spot in the middle of the afternoon. Um, obviously, just a remarkable day of college basketball yesterday. We are an hour and 15 minutes or thereabouts from starting uh, the Friday sessions and hope that they can come anywhere close to what we saw on the floor yesterday. But I'm assuming you want to start with the Green Bay Packers and Devontae Adams. That's a great place to start, yeah, <laughs> after that dreadful performance Ooh. yesterday in Buffalo. Well, that's Trent, where right we got to start. Right from the jump, right? Mm-hmm. It, it looked as though this Iowa team was uh, going to be in for a struggle. They couldn't make a shot to save their lives yesterday. Uh, the better two players on the floor were both wearing Richmond Spider uniforms yesterday uh, in uh, in Gilliard and Burton, number three, was a pain in the ass, and Toussaint was frustrated with him, tried to run right through him at one point in the game. Uh, K.O. couldn't... Um, I mean, what, what, did, what damage he did on the baseline. Iowa giving up two, or is it three, inbound baskets. Uh, inbound the ball three. underneath the basket was three, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just, you go take it, Trent. I mean, that's your squad. Um, I was thinking about you, and I know uh, a lot yesterday was as it was coming down the stretch, and it looked like, you know what, they're not going to win this game. No. And it had that feeling you mentioned early on, right away. A couple of shots roll off the rim, and away we go. It, it just mm-hmm. it had that feeling that this team was a step slow. Yep. There's no excuses. There's no excuses for games in four days. Because Richmond... Yeah, they played the same schedule. Just went through the exact same thing. They finished two hours before Iowa did. Right. So don't fall into that line of thinking. Uh-huh. And I think both of our handicapper Richmond was right. They're not very good. 
They're except not. for what? Except for Gilliard. Gilliard is fine. Yeah, he's a Th- good that's player. not a good team. Uh, no, that's not a good basketball. No, team. Golden didn't do anything in the game yesterday, and he had he was coming into it. You thought their second best player, uh, Burton, ended up being that guy. Look, Kale was great. Look, Trent, it was um, it, it was one of those days, right, mm-hmm. where where everything that could go wrong did go wrong for Iowa. I don't want to hear about the foul on Chris Murray. No, yeah, it was a foul. I'm old enough to remember the final day of the regular season when Chris Murray shot three free throws. Mm-hmm. Brick, brick, clank. Right. Against Illinois. Late in the game. Absolutely. Similar scenario. Coming down the stretch. And he missed them all. He's a 65% free throw shooter. Was it a miss? Absolutely. Did it cost him the game? Absolutely not. This is a player's loss. Yes. This is not a coaching loss. Except for the inbounds. The well, Even the inbounds. It's simple basketball. Go down and watch YMCA basketball, and everybody knows, don't give up the rim on an inbounds play. Mm-hmm. And it, it happened three, three times, times yep. in this game. This was a player's loss. And though Fran McCaffrey will take the arrows, mm-hmm. and he's paid handsomely to do that, and so yep. he's a big boy, he can handle it. This is what it comes down to. The players didn't play well enough. We talked about Keegan a few times this year. The tendency to fade. Yeah, he did. And he faded in big yep. time. Yep. And if you just look at the numbers and say, oh, Keegan was all right, he mm-hmm. wasn't. No, he wasn't. He was bad. No, and, and I, I keep hearing about, well, he was 19 minutes playing time. He didn't get it. Well, you know what? Do something to get the ball. Yeah. Demand the basketball. And he didn't. No. He faded. And he yep. was fine fading out of the spotlight mm-hmm. in the biggest moment of the season for this Iowa team. And he wasn't alone. It was there for the taking. Uh-huh. It was a path. There are no excuses for this. This is one that is going to sting for a long time. Yes. You have now had the National Player of the Year and a first-team All-American in back-to-back mm-hmm. years, and you can't get to the second weekend. No. Nope. You can't do it. Now, that comes back to coaching. You can certainly go that. But for this individual game, this was a player's loss, and I put it at the hands of your All-American. He didn't demand the ball. He didn't want it in the mm-hmm. big spot. He gave up plays defensively. Have you seen him do that defensively no, at all this year? I haven't. It just wasn't. He just didn't have his. He just played awful yesterday, Trent. He, he played yeah. awful, and no one could pick up this slack. Not right. that you're going to pick it in top entirely. But we've Patrick seen Patrick McCaffrey tried, right? But he was it. That, that's all, and he wasn't great by any means. He made his threes even late in the first half. They're down. It's a back and forth game. They get a little bit of a lead, and then Patrick has three possessions where he just was brutal, oh, terrible. And instead of being up five, six, seven points going into the locker room, yeah. it's a tight game. And you come out in the second half, same thing, get down, make your comeback, and then bad possession after mm-hmm. bad possession. It was... and then Yeah, you're right. And then we watched Richmond go on their run mm-hmm. while Iowa went on that um, extended period when they didn't score a point for crying out loud, either shooting or, or on the charity stripe. Nothing. So now the question going big picture from this, is this what Iowa basketball is? Is there an opportunity for this program to elevate from what it is? And it's still a good program. Getting to the tournament seven times in nine years, that is an mm-hmm. accomplishment. Yeah. This is the ninth best program at best in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. and Frey McCaffrey has elevated it over the last decade to being better, certainly, than the ninth best program. He's done that. But is this it? You're a good team. You can have good is runs. This the ceiling? You can have four weeks where you play yeah. really well. And they did. But outside of that, that is what this program is under Frey McCaffrey. I think it is. I mm-hmm. think it's fair to say. And again, that's not to say that they'll never make a Sweet 16. That's asinine. We're going to see either Murray State or St. Peter's in the Sweet 16. Mm -hmm. It can happen. That's not what this is. It's not about just this first weekend, but it's as a program as a whole. He's elevated back to the Dr. Tom level. This is what Dr. Tom's program was. This is what they were during his tenure after he got his guys, after George Raveling's recruits Mm -hmm. left. This is what Dr. Tom built the program as. And maybe this is just what it is. 
This is as high as you can go realistically year in and year out with Iowa basketball. Uh-huh. You can get to that mountain, but you just can't get up. It. You can't break right. through. Yeah. And you can't become a consistent winner at the highest level you know, of the Big Ten on a consistent level. Speaking of highest levels, I mean, think where Hawkeye Nation was about 5 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> right. right. Fast forward four days later to the uh, to the disappointment. Of, and just, I, I didn't see it coming. I don't think very many people no. saw it coming. Iowa was in more National Pundits Final Four. And speaking of National Pundits, uh, uh, Kentucky did them a favor. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> because no longer is the focus on, uh, on, on the Hawkeyes and their Final Four bid going down the drain to the Richmond Spiders. My God, St. Peter's. Did you even know where the school was? I didn't. No. no. I had to Google it. Now, I was on St. Peter's a lot this year. They were one of my favorite teams. One of the best teams against the spread this season were the Peacocks. So... A lot of Friday night games as they play a lot of those in the Metro Atlantic League. So you knew about this Eater kid? The mustache? No, no. I just knew that they were good against the spread. It's not like I was breaking down film or anything. I just more knew the numbers of the team and what they were. Can he ever shoot? And here was the thing. Going into that game and the handicap that I had for it is, I like St. Peter's. I didn't like the matchup. What what did the game go off at? Do you remember? 18, 17 and a half, right in that range. Maybe it was 16 and a half, but yeah. It was over 15 Mm -hmm. for sure. And so that's a top five sports betting point spread def- d- uh, win for St. Peter's, I would and think. And did you right? see some of the numbers? They're number three assistant. Think of the number three assistant. Trent, four guys on the staff make more than St. Peter's, are on Kentucky's staff, mm-hmm. make more than St. Peter's head coach. Their number three assistant is an unpaid job. You're kidding me. That is the most difficult job in the Metro athletically. That's how bad that job is. And what Shaheen Holloway, who was great at Seton Hall, remember him as a player. He was a really fun player to watch, and I felt really old. Went, oh, man, he's the coach yeah. there. I saw that. He's good to listen to yeah. after the game. It was an unpaid position. Yeah. The head coach is getting paid significantly less than any assistant. Yes. I think, is his salary. Kentucky, what was it, 13 times the basketball budget mm-hmm. than they have, and they pull the upset Oh, there. it's what this tournament is about, Trent. It, it does... From a Hawkeye perspective, yeah. Okay, the national spotlight the yeah, right. is taking off you. Yeah. We see it, five, it doesn't question it that much, though. Well, it, it, locally it does, but right. we see we see 12s beat fives. We saw it twice yesterday. <laughs> yes, we did. Um, so so we're, we're accustomed to the 5 12 matchup. The 2 15 doesn't happen as, as often, clearly. Uh, and, and that one, I mean, they got the overtime. Kentucky missed their first six free throws in OT. St. Peter's, this either. Eat, Eater, does I think is how you say his name, the mustache? My God, those two rainbow threes that he hit they weren't flukes. Down six. Oh, what a player. Hit the shot, got it right back in there. And, and this is going up plays. against the player of the year, Trent. Yes. Who was good. I mean, Shipway was good. But boy, oh boy, that was a massive upset. But the Hawks, man, let's get back to this one. Yeah. So what is this? What? Okay, so let me ask you this, because I saw the quote after the game. And um, Connor McCaffrey and Keegan Murray and Jordan Bohannon were uh, all part of the post-game press conference. Keegan, and I'm paraphrasing here. I wish I could have it. I had it in front of me. Something to the fact we're just going to go into the offseason. We know we have to do. We have to work hard and get ready for next year. Mm-hmm. Paraphrasing. Well, hang on a second. You're going to the lottery. Right. What are you talking about? So, I, there, and we said it a month ago. The only way that there's a glimmer of hope his twin brothers there. <laughs> and they've been together all of their lives, right. literally, from the womb on, right? I don't know. What do you make of that? I make nothing of it. It's a young guy off a tough loss uh-huh. that 
is saying the right things, and that's it. I, there's not a chance in the world. Well, if there is, back. somebody's got to get to him. Oh, yeah, yeah, and they will. I mean, we, we heard the same things with Linderbaum and TJ Hawkinson, mm-hmm. and they ultimately made the right decision mm-hmm. here, and Keegan's going to make the right decision. And if you're clinging on to that hope, hey, he said this in the postgame press conference, I think there's a better chance that both Murrays are in the NBA next year as opposed to both of them coming back to Iowa. For well, I, I don't know how Chris Murray's going to be in the NBA. It's kind of like LeBron's kid going to play uh, play with dad. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris is going to play with his brother. Not not the Chris Murray we saw yesterday. No. Yeah, I mean, he's had some moments. Don't get me wrong. The bench was terrible yesterday. Terrible. Uh, Peyton Sanford, who'd been terrific, couldn't make a shot. They all, they all struggled to shoot the basketball. They yep. all struggled to shoot the basketball. That's the second time. The Wilson ball has come up after uh, a loss to one of the local teams, and I can't remember. I don't remember which. I don't remember the scenario it was, but I know I've heard it before. Why do they change the ball? This it's is great. an excuse. Richmond played with the same ball, right? Right. Yeah. It's not an excuse. It's a question. I have no clue. Well, ultimately, it's probably about money, right? I'm sure so, that's what it is. It's generating yeah, buzz. It's, right. People are talking about the basketball. So the ladder, the ladder company they, they use in the conference uh-huh. tournament, they use a different ladder company when they cut down the right. nets in New Orleans. Werner ladders. <laughs> but uh, it, it does seem weird. It, all of a sudden you change. You go throughout the course of the whole season, mm-hmm. then you change at that point. Yeah, it, I don't get it. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Well, trend? Wisconsin for years, they used a completely different basketball than anybody. And... They have changed, and now they use an Under Armour basketball, or at least had in recent history. Maybe that was at Maryland, maybe? Maryland, also an Under Armour company. They did Northwestern, another one. But yeah, Wisconsin for years, this is even before their Under Armour deal. They use something different than everybody else. And players would always say it's a lot more slick. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of getting, you're licking your fingers a lot more, trying to get a little more tack on there and figuring it out. So they would spend a conversation before different basketballs. Yeah. And, and that's weird, too, right? Where a team... If you're a team, wouldn't you want to all across the board use the same yes. basketball? Because you go on the road, Wisconsin can't use their own ball. Right. I just, I never understood the theory, the thought process behind mm-hmm. it. I think this goes back to Dick Bennett. I think he was the one that started that. Got, Dick Bennett. <laughs> right. Now his Crafty. teams are so, so awful offensively, no maybe kidding. it did make sense. Hey, we're going to suck one way or the other. Yeah. Let's just go that route. We'll use this. We'll get to the, we ain't getting into the 50s anyways. It doesn't matter what we use. One of 13 from three in the first half. Just brutal. Six of 28 overall. Is that what it finished uh, up with? Or 29, maybe. Yeah. Six of 29. It was a bad performance. Chris Murray, Ofer. Peyton Sanford, Ofer. Connor McCaffrey, Ofer. Perk. These are all from three. Ofer. Keegan Murray, Ofer. This was a great story, though, this Iowa basketball team this year. We thought coming into the year, at best, they're a bubble team. Mm-hmm. That's best case scenario. Mm-hmm. Well, they blew past that. Yes. And they won the first Big Ten title mm-hmm. in 16 years. Right. I know today... That does not right. lick in your wounds. That doesn't play in. But when you look back upon this season, ultimately you remember the NCAA tournament. When you think of any season of a college basketball team, where you start, it's not what you did in the regular season or a conference mm-hmm. tournament. It starts the conversation about what you did in the big dance. And because of that, yep. the season is tainted. I hated the way that it ended for Bruner and Horner walking mm-hmm. off the floor. Those are two great guys. Those are two nope. Iowa guys that were easy to root for. Fan of both of them. But when people talk about them, where do they start? And I've been with those guys, and I know those guys, and I've well, heard and the Horner, conversation. Yeah, right. Horner, I'm friends with Jeff Horner. Right. And we'd be out and having a beer, and somebody come up, hey, great to talk with you, loved you as a Hawkeye. Man, that Northwestern State game. <laughs> I mean, it just, all the time. Yeah. It happens all the time. And for this group, Jordan Bohannon, they're not going to remember what he did against Tennessee. Nope. 
during his junior year. records. Falling back. They're not going to remember the missed free throw to keep Chris Street's See, free I throw record. See, I think maybe that... The, the that start might, above yeah. the fold, if you will. Okay. It's going to be yeah. the Ofer against Oregon mm-hmm. and the loss to Richmond. Right. That's how people are going to remember mm-hmm. your career. It's not fair, but it's no. the reality of what this is. It's all about the NCAA tournament, and for another year... It's a disappointment for the Hawkeyes. No, it, it, it is. Um, you're, you're right. That's that's where they'll start. That's the top of the fold. I, I agree with you. So going forward, so what does this team look like next year? Let's let's um, say Chris is back. As Chris is back. Okay, we'll start with that. Chris is mm. back. Sanford is back. Patrick McCaffrey. Those three are back. Let's go to the guard court. Okay, where do you want to start? Where's, Tony Perkins. Where, where, I love Tony Perkins, and, and he's back. He became a playmaker late the season. Wasn't yeah. good yesterday. Yeah. But the Nobody way, was good yesterday. Right. He elevated his game over the last yep. month and a half of the season. You're very encouraged about that. The question starts at point guard. Is it DeSante Bowen, the freshman coming in, top 100 player Don't nationally? Don't know anything about him. Does he come in and take that job right away? Or is this a Joe T for a season? Is Joe, so Joe T's there in your mind? Well, and I think that's got to play out, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to see Bowen and how he translates mm-hmm. and how ready he is to take over that job. Is Eulish back? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, I think that's the one with a point guard coming in. Uh-huh. You're probably going to see Euless transfer somewhere. I say closer to home, go back to Chicago, whatever it is. He's not going to be around. Say Tucson sticks around. He's going to be the starter. Bowen okay. will be his backup there. Yep. You got Perkins, who can be not a star, but he can be well, a second, third team, all Big mm-hmm. Ten type of player. He's got that offensive skill set, and we know what he can be as a defender. That's a pretty good backcourt right there with Tucson elevating to another level. And he's got to improve his game even more than what we saw. McCaffrey can score. Mm-hmm. Basketball IQ still drives me nuts at times. I, and they said during the broadcast, I guess one of them, one of the uh, announcers uh, was talking about to, to Fran about Patrick, and he, he expects Patrick to be the hawk that takes the big jump forward next year. Robracha does have another year. Now, does he use it, though? There's Connor been, could come back, too, and I don't think he is. I don't think he is either. But there's been more buzz, I've heard about that lately, that there's a better chance than certainly maybe even as the season well, was he'd beginning. he'd look good on that roster. Yeah, you throw him uh-huh. into the mix, probably need another big if a Gundelay's not going to develop mm-hmm. or Mulvey, one of those guys. See, so that, I think Mulvey's got a chance. But you remember, this kid's supposed to be in high school. That's still. true. That's a good point. That's a good point. And there, you saw a few glimpses yep. throughout the course of the season. I think a Gundelay. Lose twenty pounds, mm-hmm. get a little more in that in those lungs, and you got something well, it's there. It's tough for, to be in shape when you ride the pine the entire season. Well, you still practice. Yeah, but still, you, you can know, still you, get on a bike. You there's still game get on a shape, trail. and there's practice shape, and, right. and he's not and he's not playing in games. But I think he can give you a solid ten I'm to twelve not, I'm not minutes. Disagreeing a game. with you, I yeah. just uh, yeah, I agree. So you look through this roster, pretty good, right? Well, you mean you lose. Your, you if, lose if Chris Keegan. comes back, I think Chris is a big I part. I think of he that. will too because I, I he's think the he guy. Will come back, and if he comes back. I think they're back to an NCAA tournament team I do again. Too. All right, let's shelve Iowa for because we got Tom Kaker coming mm-hmm. up in 10, 15 minutes whenever we get to him. Um, we'll save the rest of the tournament for later on with Mike Palm. Iowa State tonight. What are you expecting? Now we've seen all these upsets in right. these games. I feel a little better about Iowa State just on <laughs> based on nothing more than the way the first day of the tournament has gone. Right. Uh, LSU is a matchup problem. They're big. They're a physical basketball team. But what Iowa State team shows up, I like the fact that they've been off for this will be – they had a full week off. Mm-hmm. I like that for them because they were on fumes. Brockington had nothing down the stretch. And when he's not there, they're in trouble, as we've seen. Now, Caleb Grill, you pointed out yesterday, yep. he's not playing. This game's not at Hilton. So does he go nuts today? Does he go nuts? He can. Yes, absolutely. We've seen him do this in the past. Is this one of them where he has five three-pointers? And it completely changes the complexion mm-hmm. of this team 
if Caleb Grill's hitting shots. Hunter's playing in front of family, back in his home right. state. Yes. What does this do? Absolutely. Because we've seen his game as the season's gone. He didn't hit that proverbial wall like a number of freshmen do. Right. I didn't see that out of He him. elevated I as the season did. went on. Yeah. And when they were in that losing streak, when they lost the four in a row, Kansas, Texas, West Virginia, K-State, he was the one that helped kind of pull them Absolutely out of it. Absolutely did. After they won four in a row right after that. You mentioned Brockington being on fumes. So this is what he was during the uh, five-game stretch before the last three. He scored, let's see where it is, 27, 20, 22, 35, and 17. Wow. Including hitting double-figure threes in four of those Who five Who held games. him to 17? Uh, 17, that was the Kansas State game, the road yeah, game. That, that, that they won. That they won by yeah. a point. Mm-hmm. After that, this is what he did. 13, 11, and 7 points scored. He shot a combined 2 of 13 from 3. Mm-hmm. And from 2-point range, he went 5 of 15, 3 and 8, and 2 and 10. Mm-hmm. You're right. That was a guy on fumes. It was. And, and, you know, you can point to the fact, well, he's the... He's the first box on the defensive scout. We've got to shut him down. But that's been the case the whole season. Right, exactly. You, you think they just uh, open up yeah. and he scores 37. Like, well, where did this guy come from? Right. <laughs> it wasn't the last three games of the year that they finally figured out that Isaiah Brockington <laughs> right. is their best player. He, he's, he's had this bullseye the entire season. But it's fumes. So the fact that he's got some uh, an opportunity to rest up a little bit, I think that this game's now a toss-up. And I was on LSU. Mm-hmm. I was on LSU. I'm the clones advance to the weekend. A LSU team that is going through turmoil right mm-hmm. now. Their coach has been fired. An assistant coach has also been fired. Right. Where are these guys' heads at? Mm. Where are you at mentally after that? You're going up to cold Milwaukee. Especially if Iowa State jumps them early. Absolutely. You know, fans in the building, it's going to be an Iowa State contingent in comparison to what LSU is going to have. Right. It's going to be a tough environment, I think, for LSU and it seems like it happens. Iowa State comes into this football season, biggest expectations yep, ever, yep. and they fall on their face. Right. Iowa basketball comes to the NCAA tournament with the biggest expectations, yep. and they fall on their face. And who's there always? No expectations. There to pick basketball. Up the slack? Yep. Two wins last year, uh-huh. winless in conference. There's the clones. Uh, and here's the thing. A lot of folks like Colgate to beat Wisconsin. Today. And I'm among them. And if Colgate knocks off whiskey mm-hmm. and Iowa State survives, they get Colgate on Sunday. Not Wisconsin, who's going to be playing in their home state. Uh-huh. Wouldn't that be something? And think of uh, what tomorrow would bring people oh, make, getting jumping in, their car. in their cars. Yes. Let's get there for Sunday. Uh-huh. Let's go to the game. Hey, I actually have a little vacation because I decided not to go on Friday. Oh, there's going to be a big, big mm. contingent making their Take way up Monday to Milwaukee. Off. If that uh, plays out in that direction. I, I can see it. I absolutely can see that happening. And even if it is Wisconsin... Wisconsin's not very good. No. Johnny Davis is excellent. Yeah. This is a team that yep. was picked 10th in the Big Ten. And credit to guard and Johnny Davis putting that team on mm-hmm. his back. But when he's not right, we've seen how bad they can be. They lost Nebraska. Nice. He went 3-19 and against Michigan State. Yeah. And they lost that game. Uh-huh. If Johnny Davis is not Superman, this is a very, very average team. And mm-hmm. I told you before the tournament, I thought the Big Ten was going to struggle. And that's playing out at least a certain level right here. I like the Big 12. I like Iowa State. In fact, i got to open up the app here. See if uh, they still have those odds to make the Sweet 16. Might be jumping on the Cyclones here. I think you talked me into it. Interesting. Well, I, I'd open my app. Mine says balance 0.00. <laughs> you got clubbed yesterday. I went down swinging, TC. I went for it. Why not? I'd do it again. Anyway. One big bet. If you missed it yesterday, so in our Bet Rivers contest, Ken decided to go money line. Every one and two. Parlay. Every one and two. Tennessee. That was easy. And then I needed a little bump at the end to uh-huh. bring that money, to bring it up to uh, the decent value. So I took the Hawks. Well, I was screwed you. 
Yeah, but Kennedy. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter. It's not my money, so it's, it's not. It's <laughs> yeah. not. A, it's not the blow that uh, uh, you know would have been had it been my hard earned cash. If but, you would have uh, got to that point and it would have got to the Kentucky St. Peter's game last night, how much would you have been rooting for the Wildcats? Oh, jeez. Yeah, look at that. It's, what a story. What a story this tournament is. Mm-hmm. Trent, it is so special. Every it year. Is, it is so special. Don't change anything. Don't expand this thing. Right. I'm good with Tuesday, Wednesday. It's kind of an appetizer to what we get. Look, Indiana was up against it, right? They mm-hmm. had to play all of those games, then play on uh, Tuesday night. Uh, they took a red eye. They were good for the first 20 minutes, but had absolutely nothing left. Right. And that's and not the show. team to do against, because St. Mary's is good. They are good. And they're going to give UCLA you know. a tussle tomorrow. You know who else is good? Listening to the as many games as I did yesterday, I, I know that um, you know some of your favorite broadcasters, right, whoever they are, you know who I think is the most underrated broadcaster maybe in the business? Ian Eagle. Bang! Yes. Isn't he good? Him and Sparknuckle. Oh, or, my God. They've been together on CBS for, for a long time. 30 years. Is that what it is? Maybe. I, I'm not sure. It feels that way. And Ian Eagle does NFL. Yes. He used to do the New Jersey Devils. That's when I first heard oh, him. Really? He broke in as a hockey announcer. Nets. Probably. Does he's, the, he's a Nets probably, announcer. Yeah. yeah, him and... Well, that's where him and Raftery got together for the oh, first time. Oh, is that right? On the Nets broadcast on Yes. He's phenomenal. He's so good. Fox needs to go get him, although he'd have to give up his basketball duty. So, no, don't go get him. Yeah, yeah, he's fine where he is. Yes, he is. Boy, he's a good listen. Yes, he, he does a lot of radio, too. Uh-huh. And he is excellent does on the Does he do Westwood that. 1? He does Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. Yeah, he is incredible. He's also a really good... He started at uh, WFAN out at New York. Is that where he, he got his He was an update start? guy and heard the stories of... It's so like Mike, in the 90s? Yeah, Mike and the Mad Dog saying, hey, this yeah. guy's got something here. Boy, they were right. Yes, they do. Excellent. Oh, he's good. Yeah. Terrific broadcaster. Anyways, we'll take our first time out uh, of the morning. We will get more into Iowa and the Big Ten and what's next uh, with Tom Cakert. Look forward to catching up with Tom as he tries to catch a, an earlier flight. Boy, it's a pain in the you-know-what to get yes. out of the city when you're booked through. Everybody's trying to do the same thing. And it's how far of a drive? Eleven and a half hours? Yeah. You For know him, what? yeah, to the Quad Cities, maybe ten. Rent a car, go to the falls. Eat some wings. Go to the Canadian side. Do that. Yeah, do it. If you are doing that. Anyways, we'll talk to Tom Caker next. Mike Palm from Circa. Uh, The favorites ruled the day early, but I got to think that Kentucky saved the day for the properties. The betters got them early, though. We will talk to Mike Palm about that. Uh, When we head to Circa at 11.05, Dave Sproul on Iowa State. Big day for the clones. Six o'clock for the men. Nine o'clock for the women. Uh, they will be at Hilton tonight. Miller and Condon underway on a Friday. Claxons coming up as well. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.4 Live. Now back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, it's uh, 1035. Welcome back. Miller and Condon on a Friday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, 30 minutes from now, we will head to Vegas and catch up with our buddy Mike Palm from Circus Sports. I thought we were headed to Buffalo to talk to Tom Cakert from HawkeyeReport.com. We're actually headed to Toledo, Ohio, where we find Tom Cakert, who's making his way back. Hello, Tom Cakert. Good to talk to you. How are you? I I thought we'd be talking from Buffalo, too. Yeah, so did we. That's for certain. I wasn't in the cards. So when when did you get out of Buffalo? Uh, this morning, I just took off um, once I got up in the morning and just 
because I drove up here. So it wasn't like, uh, you know, it must have been something, uh, my spidey senses or something mm-hmm. that I, I knew that booking a flight would not be a good idea. So it's tough to change drove, them. 10 yeah. hours. Yeah. Well, you'll be home and you'll be watching the. T- so how far is Toledo from uh, Eastern Iowa? Oh, I'll, I'll probably, I'll be. I'll be home in time for dinner. Nice, good stuff. Well, not nice. We wish you were still in Buffalo eating uh, uh, Buffalo, uh, eating uh, what do they call them? Chicken wings Going to and Anchor get... Bar. That's the name even, of the joint. I didn't even... Anchor. I didn't even get to Anchor Bar, and I didn't even get to Niagara Falls. I thought that that would have been okay. on a lot of uh, agendas here today. Well, uh, nobody saw it coming. There very few saw it coming. It was just a. Uh, you know, it was a perfect storm, right? That everybody had a had, had a terrible day, including the All American in in Keegan Murray. Uh, it just and it looked like here's the thing, Tom. It looked like it from the jump, right? That this wasn't going to be Iowa State. It's not like uh, Richmond got hot at the end and they made a couple of big shots at the very end and and uh, knocked off the Hawks. It was it was you could see it coming. Honestly, Richmond didn't even play that well. No, they didn't. I, mean, I agree. They, they with made some with plays one down exception, the stretch, but yeah. Yeah, Gilliard and, yeah. and the KO kid played played very well, but yep. um, and that was unexpected because you know he's he's not a big scorer, but boy, he had some big buckets in the final minute. Um, and honestly, I thought when Iowa came out in the second half, you know they were fortunate to be down, uh, you know, just one, have a down one at half, and they came out and Patrick hits those threes, and I was like, okay, they're up five. This is where they're just going to put put the pedal to the metal, and it's going to bounce up to ten, and they're just going to kind of cruise uh, to the finish line. And then uh, Richmond, experienced team, and I think maybe we underestimated that. Mm-hmm. They're a very experienced team. A lot of six year guys, um, a lot of a lot of guys that that came back for another year, and they just they just hung around and hung around, and I just kept telling people, I'm like, geez. No, you don't let Cinderella hang around this time of year. You just don't. You got to put the Kentucky found that out last night. They sure did. You know, you just can't. So we and um, uh, here's the thing, guys. I, you know, and I kind of picked up on it on Wednesday. Iowa didn't like those new basketballs, and mm-hmm. I asked Fran about it, and he admitted that after the game that they didn't like these these Wilson balls that the NCAA's use, and and. You could just tell they just didn't like the feel of it shooting the ball. And, yeah, both teams use the same ball, but, you know, some guys just don't like that ball. And it's like a – it was like a street ball. It was kind of rubbery and bouncy and – Really? Not a – yeah, it's, it's weird. Huh. Well, it ends in a loss one way or the other. And I think yep. the memory for a lot of people for this game is going to be the play of Keegan Murray. Look at the stat line. It's fine. But he wasn't good. No. And he was as bad defensively as maybe we've seen him mm-hmm. all season long offensively, he wasn't demanding the ball. He wasn't posting up hard. What was wrong with Keegan? Tired legs or something else? Because he was as off as we've seen him in months. Yeah, he he looked at, timid at times and um, just kind of not aggressively getting the ball like you would like to see him do, just get it on the wing and just go at people. And he didn't. And it was a little surprising um, but he did late, and you saw him get some buckets on post up, post up plays. Um, but yeah, it was it, that was definitely weird that he didn't. Um, I thought he was going to come in this tournament and just really kind of make a statement and try and impress people even more that he was going to be a top five pick in the NBA draft, yeah, and mm-hmm. it just now he's still going to be a 
lottery pick. You might, I think he's still going to be a top five pick, but because um, one game is not going to change that. Uh, but because um, they've got a body of work there. Uh, but I just thought maybe this would be kind of his real national coming out party here in the next two weeks that he would just kind of make a big statement, and he didn't. Speaking of big statement, a lot of folks uh, taking his statement after the game. Tommy, you were in the press conference when he was asked about the um, – and, and I'm paraphrasing. You can help me out here just that they're going to go into the offseason and going to work hard to um, – so what did you make of what Keegan said? Because it sounded like he didn't shut the door on coming back. Now, I would anticipate that somebody's going to get to him and remind him of the millions of dollars, but there's that whole twin thing that that, that hangs out there. What did you make of uh, – of what Keegan said after the game. I think that's the only thing he could say. Uh, he wasn't going to go on and say, well, I don't know what I'm going to do, or I'm going to go, I'm declaring for the draft or anything. I, he's a smart kid. He's not going to do that. He's not going to kind of step on the moment or anything like that. He's just going to say what you have to say at this point. And, but I would anticipate here shortly, he's mm-hmm. going to announce these, uh, going to the NBA draft, and um, his Iowa career is over. So I think that's uh, – and, and I, I suspect Chris is going to declare for the draft as well um, and at least go through that process mm-hmm. because Keegan's already going to be doing that, so why wouldn't Chris go do that and get some workouts, get some advice? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's like, uh, you know, back in the day, uh, when there were like a, a zillion of these big accounting firms, and, and um, yeah, my my uh, roommate was an accountant, and he would do internships with these big accounting firms during the summer and go work for them because it was training and it got you in the door and it kind of built relationships. And that's what they're going to do um, with Chris too. And I suspect Chris is going to be back, but and, you know, if some team says to him, "Hey, we'll take you in the second round," um, then he's got a decision to make. What kind of percentage chance would you put on it that Chris doesn't come back? That he does go through the process, get either one of those, hey, we're going to take in the second round, or I'm just going to go off and give it a shot here as my brother goes into parts and, and going to do it. Not by myself in Iowa City. What kind of percentage chance would you give it Chris is not in a Hawkeye uniform next year? Uh, good question. Um, I think it's too early to tell. I, I'd be just really throwing darts at things. Yeah. But I think there's a there's a – there's a puncher's chance at this point going into it that, um, you know, I, but I, cause I've seen his name kind of start popping up yep. on draft things where it's like a second round pick. And if somebody, cause we know how it works, the teams will guarantee them that, Hey, we're going to pick you in the second round. All right. I'm going then. And why wouldn't he, mm-hmm. you know, I, if, I, if somebody gives Chris, uh, Chris Murray a guarantee of, I'm going to take you in the second round and you get a, like a Luca or a Joe Wieskamp opportunity, you're going to take it. Yeah, uh, Tom uh, Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. What about Rebracha, Tom? Uh, what uh, What's his future? I think he's he's coming back. I, and based on what Fran said after the game, I think it's probably seventy five to eighty percent sure that Connor McCaffrey's coming back too. Really? Now that surprises yeah, I, me. Uh, I just based on the way he was Fran was phrasing things, it just it seemed like that's gonna that's gonna happen. Huh. Okay. Well, that changes certainly the complexion of the team, mm-hmm. the point guard position. Let's go there. Desante Bowen comes in, top one hundred player uh, nationally. 
had some good offers. Maryland amongst his finalists, Northwestern, Boston College. So is he a plug-and-play point guard, or is it Joe Toussaint's job? And, and with the point guard coming in, writing's on the wall, it feels like, for Aaron Euless. Do you anticipate he'd be at the top of the list of guys you'd, you'd probably anticipate are going to go into the portal? Um, Maybe. I, I think it's him or Joe T, yeah, one of too. the two, probably, um, exits. And you just don't know. Um, you hope, I think Fran's probably certainly hoping that both of them don't leave, which is a possibility. You know, that both of them just say, you know what, I'm tired of this merry-go-round of oh. I'm playing a lot this game and not playing the next game yeah. and not getting off the bench and, um, you know, just, and, you know, Joe, who would, uh, Joe T, I mean, you're like, hey, I was starting most of the year and then you put me on the bench and he handled it like a trooper. I mean, he really did, but I, I just, and, and we all saw his emotion after the Big mm-hmm. Ten tournament and what that meant to him. I mean, he's been a good soldier, but who would blame him if he said, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go uh, transfer and go play at Fordham or someplace mm-hmm. like that that's mm-hmm. close to home. Mm-hmm. Nobody would blame him. Nope, absolutely yeah. not. Uh, so, Tom, how does uh, how would um, HawkeyeReport.com, how, how, how will they remember this, this season? What, 26-10, and 10, Big Ten tournament championships, one and done in the big dance uh, after being favored in the game and, and a lot of people's chic pick to be a Final Four team. How will we remember yeah. the 21-22 men's basketball program? I think it'll be remembered kind of like the 2016 yeah. that just, you know, how about the irony that it was St. Patrick's Day that year too? Oh, really? Was it really? Uh, when they got beat by Northwestern State and uh, in Detroit, and this time they get beat in Buffalo. Uh, you know, not extremely far away, right. and um, they win a Big Ten tournament and go in and just lay an egg and let Cinderella hang around and get beat. And that's it. You know, it just sort of it, the the albatross around the neck of this basketball program is the sweet 16 mm-hmm. and the lack of them it just is it's just it's incredible that it's been this long and they've had teams that have good, been good enough to go mm-hmm. um last year's team was good enough they just got buzzsawed by a better team mm-hmm. in um and they were beat up too the, the i would team last year was just beat to beat to shreds i think by the end of the year uh but this team was good enough and you know I saw Providence play yesterday. They could be Providence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think nine times out of ten, if if they played Richmond, they'd beat them nine of the times. It was just that one time, and that's that's the nature of this this tournament. Is it all it takes is one time for St. Peter's to beat. <laughs> uh, you know, I think if they played ninety nine times uh, or a hundred times, right. Kentucky beats them ninety nine yeah. times. Yeah, there's no yeah, there's no gal. We'll uh, shake it off and get ready for game two. You don't have yeah. that. It's, it's not a series. That's the right. beauty of this. It's the beauty of this event. It's what makes it so cool, mm-hmm. but so maddening because all it takes is one bad game and you're gone. Right. And so Iowa, Kentucky, uh, UConn. There was a ton of UConn fans in the in the stands yesterday, just uh, hanging their heads, getting beat by New Mexico State. I mean, that wasn't a fun. That's, that's just tournament. It's tough. Yeah. Uh, I took some solace with Kentucky losing and Uncle Joe Frederick crying into his beer afterwards. That dope. Uh, that, that at least made it a little bit easier to swallow last night. Tom, last thing for me, and it's uh, about this program. Fred McCaffrey has taken this team now to nine of the last, seven of the last nine NCAA tournaments. Dr. Tom never had a run 
where he made seven of nine. He's elevated the program, got him back to a very respectable level. Is this just what they are, or is there something that Fran can do or is willing to do, maybe most importantly, to elevate that and take them another rung up? Um, that's a great question. Uh, and I think, I don't know what that would be to elevate things, um, in, in a big way. Um, I, I think it's going to be interesting how Fran handles the NIL era, mm-hmm. um, because that kind of limits, you know, you're seeing it around all these different places where, where schools are making, you know, the kids know they're coming. I mean, there's like, Kofi Coburn came back, and, you know, from what I was told, he's making like a half million dollars on NIL stuff at Illinois. Hmm. And he may come back next year because that money is going to be there again next year, and he's got the COVID year, so he can come back. And um, he could probably make – because he's not going to play in the NBA. Right. I mean – you know, 20 years ago, he'd be he'd be a, a top two pick, mm-hmm. three pick, mm-hmm. um, like Garza would have been. Uh, but the NBA is different now, and there's no place for a guy like that who just kind of a bruiser who plays within five feet of the rim and can't shoot. You know, and why not go make a, a half million dollars at University of Illinois and play college ball then? Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. So it's uh, all spring football going forward. Tom, I thought there was going to be a little more basketball conversation to have in the days ahead. Pro Day, Iowa Pro Day on Monday, and then uh, Kirk's going to talk like Wednesday or Thursday, hopefully. Good stuff. Well, we'll talk to you about that on on next Friday. Drive safe. You'll be home for dinner. Sounds good. Good stuff, Tom Caker. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, thanks, guys. You can talk to you. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport.com. As we catch up with Tom, as he makes his way back from Toledo, Ohio, is where we caught Tom uh, coming back from Buffalo. Uh, take a timeout. Kofi Coburn, I didn't even thought about that. He's got yeah. another year left. He's got another year. A he's lot not going to play like pro. That. I mean, he's not going to play in the NBA. Why not? If he's making half a million dollars mm-hmm. and that money's there again, why not? Or make 45000 in the G League. No. Pretty easy decision, right? Pretty easy decision, yeah. yes. Uh, we'll come back, finish up the hour. Uh, Mike Palm kicks off hour number two from Circa. Did you see any pictures of any of the properties around Vegas yesterday? Just how just how bananas it was. Yes, Caesars was incredible. Um, the Superbook was amazing. Circa was nuts. And it's just what it's, if it's on your bucket list, make it happen. Do it. You'll be glad you, you're going to be an inconvenience as you possibly could be. It's kind of like going to the Kentucky Derby, uh-huh. where there's 150 thousand people there. But if it's on your bucket list, just you know, swallow hard and do it one time. It's so fun. It is so much fun. We'll take a time out, come back, finish up the hour. Miller and Condon are on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Final segment of the first hour of the program. Good morning, Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Let's do a little housekeeping, TC. Yeah. Uh, we have our Miller and Condon lunch special going on today at Jethro's throughout Central Iowa. I think this is the last week Okay, uh, that you can purchase the Miller and Condon Barba Stew. It's only $10.63 on a miserable, cold, damp day <laughs> like today. This will warm your insides and fill you up. Uh, Miller and It's not on the menu. You have to ask for it. Miller and Condon Barba Stew at all Jethro's if you're going to watch some of the early action Loyola Iowa, Ohio State uh, tips things off here in about 20 minutes with Miller and Condon Barba Stew. It is also tax season. 
It's getting close. April 15th. We're inside of a month. And uh, if you don't have a tax preparer or if you're a small business and you've got all those payroll headaches, etc., uh, Your Vision Iowa, Mike Hammond, his uh, wife Jerry, their team over there on 22nd Street. Tell us about them, Trent. Vision Financial Services, you'll see the sign as you're making way your way by in between. Uh, you got the Arby's over there and the Culver's in that area on 22nd Street. Right in the middle there, Vision Financial Services, you see the yellow sign for them. You can find them online, yourvisioniowa.com. They have done my taxes now for almost a dec- decade. Anything comes up, any problems, not a pop-up store that's going to nope. be away, going to be gone in June. That's not the case here with yourvisioniowa.com and Vision Financial Services. Uh, June, those desks have to be back on by May the 1st <laughs> right. of the rental shop that they right. came from. Computers, they got to be turned back in. Not there. Not there. Mike and Jerry will be there. They've done our taxes. Trent said over 10 years. Mine, I think I'm on year number six, seven, or eight with them. They're good people, uh, local people. And that's what I like about them. All right. Uh, so real quick on this. <laughs> it seems like a, a theme this week. The AFC West. Yes. It just keeps getting tougher. So Devontae Adams reunites with Carr mm-hmm. from their Fresno days. Right. How about Green Bay offering him the same kind of financial package? So what's going on there? Getting away from that diva. Do you think that's it? I, I absolutely do. I I, this isn't me being flippant no. and being a Bears fan. No. I think that has a ton to do with it, doesn't it? Well, it has to. I mean, the the, the car pull is is legit. Their best friend mm. and Adams just bought bought a house in Las Vegas. Do you remember that story from about a month ago? Yes, I do. He bought a house, and people are thinking, "What's going on here?" Also, the Aaron Rodgers. He was doing something. I can't remember if it was one of his hits on McAfee or something like that, but. He went out of his way to talk about Devontae Adams and, and how much he respected him and mm-hmm. loved him. And mm-hmm. there's something. I think he knew something was brewing, too. He was trying to put his best foot forward to get Adams back. And now, come on down, Alan Lazard, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, well, and, and they think they, uh, they tendered him. Uh, put his second round. Yeah, they, he got to get that contract done. Hunter Renfro, Waller, who is a legit tight end. Now Adams, Carr. What have the Chiefs done? They're kind of the team that's made the fewest moves. Chandler Jones, oh, by the way. Patrick Mahomes still getting the ball from the center. Well, he is. That, that's true. But what a division. My good God. Man, it's so tough. We will come back. Mike Palm will join us from Circa. He kicks off hour number two. Dave Sproul on Iowa State. Claxons before we skedaddle on out of here as well. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.